Hello, everyone, and welcome to Fish On. I am Captain Kevin Lanier with KC Sport Fishing, uh, based here in the Mexico Beach, Port St. Joe, Florida area. And we're happy to be with you today. Uh, we've got a few things to talk about, but our main topic today is going to be pelagic fish. What they are and how to catch them and what to look for in our area. So, uh, but first, uh, we'll talk a little bit about how fishing's going right now. It's hot. And I mean both temperature and fishing. Uh, today it's supposed to be 103 degrees on the 23rd of June, 2022. Uh, so very hot day for June here in the Florida Panhandle. Um, snapper fishing, uh, we're in the heart of red snapper fishing. Um, the recreational uh, season opened uh, this past Friday uh, on the 17th, and uh, no one was disappointed. Uh, the fish were there. We've been fishing for them since the uh, 1st of June, and um, uh, other than the full moon period, which I've learned over the last few years, uh, that when we get into full moon period, uh, plus probably four days after, uh, that bite seems to be very tentative on the red snapper. Uh, it's not that they're not eating, it's just uh, delays the bite to later in the day. And also, um, they tend to grab the bait and hang on to it, and as you're reeling them up, they let go of it. So keep that in mind. I told my customers uh, just the other day that you have to almost wait an, a nauseatingly long period of time before you start to reel in that fish so you know he's got the bait in his mouth and um, hooked so but fishing has been really good um, a grouper fishing has been good as well um, we've been seeing a lot of grouper come across the docks as long as red snapper uh, this past saturday was the annual golly whopper snapper grouper tournament here in mexico beach and um, I believe there was a, about a 26-pound red snapper that won it and uh, upwards of 40-pound uh, gag grouper. So that's exciting. <clears throat> I always let you know that they're out there no matter how your fishing is going at the time. Um, everything else seems to be biting. The kings are slow to show up this year. Uh, a few mahi around. Um, seen a few other pelagics, but we're going to talk about that in a few minutes. Uh, inshore fishing, uh, flounder is still the king right now. Uh, tarpon should start to show. Uh, tarpon fishing is its own animal around here. We do not offer those trips, but there's guys that do. And uh, <clears throat> it can be probably the most frustrating fishery there is, but also the most rewarding once you've actually hooked up and uh, fought that fish and got it in. So a lot of things going on around here fishing-wise. Um tournaments this time of year both mexico beach uh port st joe apalachicola panama city all those uh so just keep an eye on facebook and watch your uh you know fishing pages uh mexico beach recreational fishing panama city fishing apalachicola fishing all those facebook pages will give you that information so but like i said a lot of exciting things going on around here uh we're getting into the dog days of summer uh, I'm kind of worried that if it's already 100 degrees in June, um, what's it going to be like in August? So, um, snapper season runs for recreational fishermen to the 31st of July. Um, so, get down here and get your shot at these fish. 
Um, but there's plenty of opportunities. It's just a matter of making the arrangements and getting down here. Uh, a lot of people drive down for a day trip. Some people come down here for a week and take a fishing trip while they're here. So just different things to keep in mind. Um, but right now we've got a weather day off today because the forecast was for the winds to blow pretty good and the seas be upwards of four to six feet. Uh, but looking out my window, I don't know that that materialized. So, you know, make the decision the best way you can based on the data that you have in front of you. So, um, but let's talk about pelagic fish. Uh, I did have a request from one of the listeners to talk about pelagic fish and how that looks around here. Uh, but I'm going to start off because you hear the term a lot, but a lot of people don't understand what pelagic means. And the dictionary definition of pelagic means living or growing at or near the surface of the ocean far from land. So what does that really mean? Um, I look at pelagic fish as fish that follow temperature. You know, a lot of times you read and hear about, uh, you know, you need a temperature, water temperature of 78 degrees uh, before the mahi show up or 80 degrees or ideal temperature for tuna is 70, um, 5 to 85 degrees. So there's a lot of talk in temperature and seasons when it comes to pelagic fishing. Um, there's also a broad variety of those fish. Uh, not only the ones we think about, mahi, wahoo, tuna, uh, kingfish, king mackerel, cobia, uh, but forage fish like um, Spanish sardines or cigar minnows or blue runners or a number of different kind of fish tend to all show up at the same time. Um, hence, uh, that's why the big fish are in there eating. You got the mullet run. You got all those things that kind of go with the water temperature. But um, mainly we're going to talk about the pelagics that we see around our area. Um, the number one request that I have all the time is, are we going to catch mahi-mahi? Or that's the dolphin fish, not to be confused with the mammal or the porpoise. Uh, mahi-mahi are those beautiful green and yellow fish that swim. Um, and most times the mahi find us. Uh, we don't necessarily go in search of mahi-mahi, but we'll be bottom fishing and all of a sudden, you know, there'll be fish swimming around the boat. Sometimes it's one, sometimes it's five, sometimes it's 50. Uh, those mahi that come around the boat. Uh, the difference between the Gulf of Mexico and the... Uh, Atlantic or further out in the Gulf is most of the mahi in my area here are what we call chickens or chicken dolphin. And they are probably the length of my arm from my elbow to the tip of my fingers. So they're not big. Uh, the Gulf of Mexico, especially around the Florida Panhandle, uh, is known more as a nursery for the dolphin. I mean, a big dolphin can be the length of your arm. And there are a few uh, bulls and cows out there that will, uh, as far as uh, the mahi go, uh, that can get really nice. I think last year we got one about 25 pounds. Uh, but if you really want to look for larger mahi, you're going to have to venture out into that 60 to 80 mile run uh, from shore get over to Venice, Louisiana, or out of Destin, to where you can find deeper water uh, and fads. Uh, dolphin are, 
I find them a lot around structure. Uh, you see these floating weed patches, and uh, that weed is called sargasm weed. And if you look at it really close, it is a seaweed, but it has small little air balls in it, and uh, it helps it float. Uh, and that is like uh, a major ecosystem for uh, the Gulf Stream and the currents around here. It flows with the current. Uh, <clears throat> it's a little bit different than like a grass that you'll see floating. A lot of times we'll get June grass, and but the sargasm starts to show up. That's when the mahi and the other pelagics really start to show up. So if you find a big patch of those, you know, size of your boat or bigger, uh, stop by it. And just watch, you know, have you some small pieces of squid cut up, throw them out, and watch what happens. If the mahi are around, they will start coming up and pecking on that. Um, what do we use for bait? We use either very small jigs or a small hook uh, with a piece of squid on it, and we toss it out there. Um, many of you who have fished uh, know and have heard this. Uh, once you get one on, you don't pull it out of the water until you get a second one on. You always want to keep one of those fish on near the boat. Uh, that keeps the school around the boat because of the activity. So when you hook one up, uh, try to hook another one up pretty quickly. And then you can start bringing them in one at a time, but always leave one in the water. As far as trolling for mahi goes, um, people use ballyhoo. They use uh, cigar minnows, uh, different... Um, Trolling lures, your Halco lures, your X-Raps, uh, those type of lures troll behind the boat. Uh, my trolling speed is usually between 6 and 8 miles an hour for those fish. Uh, you put it out in a spread, and, uh, you know, dolphin will eat themselves. So, you know, chartreuse and green, uh, blue and white, pink and white, um, solid white, those all tend to be really good colors. Um, <clears throat> you can either weight them or you can troll them on the surface. Uh, what you want is bubble trails and, you know, islander lures. Those type of lures pulled behind the boat with bait or without uh, seem to uh, really attract the dolphin, especially if they're in the area. So, I mean, there'll be trips that we go out and, you know, we won't see a dolphin for four or five trips, and then all of a sudden the mahi are all over us. We bring 20 or 30 of them home. Um, but like I said, you're not going to catch big ones here. Uh, you go out to Venice. Uh, those areas go over on the Atlantic seaboard, and uh, you will see those bigger um, dolphin. I mean, you know, it's not unusual to catch 20 to 40-pound uh, dolphin. Uh, always remember, too, they run in pairs, the big ones. Uh, there's a bull and a cow usually around, male and female. Um, so keep an eye on that. Always have something to throw, you know, whether it's a uh, retrievable lure, whether it's a diving plug or something. If you can throw something out there, uh, those dolphins will normally uh, hammer it. Uh, rarely do they are they around and they're not eating. Uh, they're probably the fastest growing fish in the ocean. Um, my next uh, number one request I get is uh, wahoo. Can we catch wahoo? Well, yes, we can. <clears throat> and we... Uh, we tend to troll for the wahoo. We use the larger diving plugs and uh, those type baits, but we do catch them from time to time on a live bait or even a flat line uh, out behind the boat. Uh, always be observant when you're out there on the water and you're fishing. If you're bottom fishing, always keep an eye on the surface around the boat. Um, 
not only will you see a lot of spectacular things, but um, I've been out there before and somebody goes, oh, look at that really cool fish. And I look over and there's about a four foot wahoo uh, 20 feet from the boat. Uh, and as quick as we can, we throw something at it. Uh, if you hook a wahoo like that, hang on. Uh, don't throw your light spinning gear out there. Throw something that's got some backbone and muscle because a wahoo will make one of the most incredible runs that you'll ever see a fish make. Uh, they normally got two in them. So you had that initial run, and then they'll do one more, and then they'll pretty much give up and come to the boat. When you get them to the side of the boat, uh, you put a gaff in them. Always remember, wahoo have really, really sharp and a nasty bite. So um, be very careful when you pull those over the side of the boat. They can even cut you just brushing up against you. We had a gentleman a couple of years ago during a fishing tournament actually have to go to the hospital and have stitches because a wahoo uh, took their leg out. So keep that in mind. Uh, tuna are also the same way. Troll or um, use flat lines. Kingfish, we use dusters. We troll for those. Uh, they'll also hit that flat line. That flat line is one of the best lures I'll ever use because you put it out there behind the boat and whatever tends to be swimming around uh, will hit that. So always, always, always throw a flat line out if you're um, bottom fishing and even take a, um, when you're trolling, uh, have the, that uh, bait ready to toss just in case. Uh, pelagics come when the water temperature gets above 70 degrees and they will go away when it drops back down. So always keep that in mind. Another kind of rule of thumb is most pelagics don't have big scales like bottom fish do. So, you know, keep that in mind as well. They tend to be definitely water temperature fish. They're looking for certain temperatures to stay with it and they're following the feed. So find the bait, find the fish. Always a true story. But hey, thank you for joining us on this episode. Um, I know we covered a few things real quickly, but don't forget to subscribe and like us. Um, send us that uh, topic that you want me to talk about. We'll talk about it. Um, don't forget kcsportfishing.com slash podcast. Find us on Facebook, Instagram, and YouTube. So until the next time we get together, I hope you have great fishing and be safe.